This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome to my Welcome back to another episode of the Silver Screen Scream Show. My name's Kirby. My name's Jesse. And how you doing, you sexy little bitch? Oh my god, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing great. Um, getting ready to go to the beach next week. Um, so I haven't had time for nothing. Um, that's actually like all I've been doing. It's like every day wow. there's something I have to go and do. So how have you been? Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, last week... Actually, uh, last Friday, I started feeling weird. Uh, I have anxiety anyways, but it started getting a lot worse. And uh, when my anxiety gets to the point where it gets so bad at times to where I feel like I can't breathe good enough, so I keep trying to take really large breaths. And when I do that to the point, it makes my chest start hurting really bad, like my actual chest chest and not just in my head because I'm like breathing in so deep it's like stretching out my ribs or something I don't know it sucks right um but other than that I'm finally getting better I have a little bit of a cough because when I also have really bad anxiety I get little ticks uh it could be Tourette's I don't know but right. uh <laughs> but I I've been doing a lot better I've been doing pretty good good, good. that's really good to hear yeah, I've been working on some future stuff. If people uh, looked at the page, there's a new uh, new channel in the works. Uh, yeah, I see I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on it, uh, but it should start in September. Yeah. So I'm people excited for that. Um, yeah, they'll love it. I don't well, there's no doubt about I mean, that. you won't be on it, so well, I bet, I, mean, I think it, I'll get more views probably, knowing you're not, probably <laughs> well, they'll kidding. probably be like, God, I really don't want to listen to Jesse today. Like, so thank fucking God. It's it's, it's <laughs> completely fine. So I've been playing Halo again. Oh god. I've been replaying the Halo games. I bought it for computers, so I've been doing that. And uh watching rewatching a TV show called Reaper. Uh, it's so fucking good. I love Is that show What's so it much. Uh, it's actually it canceled back in two thousand nine okay. or ten. There's two seasons, but when I was in eighth grade, uh, my dad showed me. And it was like you'll love this show, and I was like, oh, all right. And I watched it, and I I love the show so much. Uh, so I would love to be able to talk to some of the cast on that show, maybe as a bonus episode or something. But that would be so freaking cool to be able to talk to those guys. Yeah. What have you been up to, though? Um, Aside from honestly getting ready to spend a week of my life away from Kentucky and on a beach in North Carolina, nothing. Well, Jesse, you better stay safe while you're over there. I know. I plan on punching sharks and (laughs) punching them. Yeah. Well, because, you know, they say when hurricanes happen, because there was just recently a hurricane that came through, they say that that like brings sharks in. So yeah. I'm looking forward to punching a couple. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. 
shark. Just well, call me get Jesse some the good shark puncher. <laughs> the shark puncher. I'll come back yeah. with like like a half an arm. <laughs> oh well, uh, let's go ahead and get started with our Summer Slasher Showdown. Uh-huh. Uh, we have three matches uh, that happened this week. And none of them um, are surprising to me. Are they a little yeah. disappointing? Yeah, but what the hell ever. Uh, I know, Jesse. I know. Well, which one do you do? You want me to start with it? Yeah, go ahead. Start with it. All right. Well, uh, the first one I had to play a little bit of catch up because I forgot to do this one last week. But we had Jack Torrance and Leatherface going up against each other, and uh, this one, uh, as sad as it was, I do love Jack. But I even voted for Leatherface. I, I voted I, for Jack this time, I believe. Really? I think so, because I felt bad. Because I, I, before <clears throat> people started voting, I already knew how it was going to play out. And so I, I was trying <laughs> to, like, you know. You're like, eh, I'll go ahead yeah. and vote for the, the small fry. Yeah, so... Well, yeah. I voted for Leatherface, mm-hmm. and so did 329 people, and 77 people voted for oh, Jack. Damn. So, yeah, Leatherface won by 81%. Yeah. So, so. Um, I'm pretty sure he came, he was very into, like, I think Leatherface was at the very end of our last bracket we did. He I'm was almost there, yeah. Almost certain. So that, you know, that doesn't surprise me. I think Jack Torrance was two, though, for a moment, you know. I think Jack made it about two rounds, maybe three. But I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out because, like I said, we have a theory. (laughs) But we're going to find out. So anyway, moving on. But listen, funny enough, the next one that I'm going to go over, which is uh, Chucky versus uh, Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, I, you know, I told you before, I, I hate the Child's Play series. I just don't like it. It's just, that is just blows I my know, fucking mind. I just don't like it. I can't help it. But um, I did actually vote for Chucky. I think I was the first one to vote um, because I had a feeling I knew where it was going to go. And once again, it, it did exactly what I, you know, thought it was going to. <laughs> so, I mean, 489 people voted and 417 voted for Michael Myers, whereas only 72 people voted for Chucky. So it's about like the same what you just went over. So Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it is. It It's crazy because after I explained this last match, the final two contestants were in the last bracket the final two and i swear to christ i'm telling you right now it's gonna (laughs) happen it's going to happen i know if it happens i'm sorry we're gonna have to like i don't know what we're gonna do (laughs) it is just a fucking shame it's it's (laughs) it's i just we're gonna have to come up with something more creative than this because like it's just not (laughs) going the way we need it to I know. God dang it. Oh my God. Well, the last fight was against Jason and Leatherface to catch it up for the final two. Uh, and uh, 555 people voted in this one. And mm-hmm. I only posted it two hours ago. So this one was a hot take. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I knew it would be. Yeah. Jason won with 83%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 462 people voted for Jason. I voted yeah. Leatherface because I'm just like, God damn I it. I do not want to do yeah. another episode on Jason. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. It's well, a damn shame. Who's, who's the winner of the last one? Jason. No, I meant like, no, I meant the who goes to the final two with him. Oh, Michael. 
That's, I believe, no, it was Freddie, wasn't it? Nope. It was, it was Jason and Michael. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. You were going to have to discuss off audio about <laughs> this next, the next one we do. Because the exact same finalists be, in this tournament. Because the one we do close to Halloween, we're going to have to like, yeah, something's going to have to give on this. I'm going to have to do, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have know. to do like a different type of bracket, not because this a is clearly one, based maybe? on favoritism. But yeah. in reality, though, Jason is probably one. I mean, he is one of the strongest icons uh, yeah, in horror history. We could do this several times and he's probably still going to win. I mean, maybe I not. Know. We might be like, wait, we might not know. I mean, we're just assume, assuming it's going to happen. Well, if he does win, <clears throat> we did say when this bracket started again, that if someone wins two times in a row, the next bracket, they're out of that tournament. They won't be right. doing it. Because, They'll I mean, be taking a little staycation. That they're, they kind of, I think they should go into our bracket hall of fame. That's what they should do. Yeah. Mr. And Jason then people just, will leave comments and be like, wow, you're doing a horror bracket and you're not adding Jason. Not I'll be like, yeah, Jason. I'm not adding yeah. Jason because Jason would win every yeah, fucking Jason's time. Jason's <laughs> already won twice. So what do you mean? Like we need like, like a variety. <laughs> yeah. Like oh this, my gosh. this needs some diversity in this yeah. fucking tournament. Damn it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but our finalists for next week is Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers, and I do have a pick who I want to win. Obviously, uh, it's do. Michael Myers. It's Michael Myers for me too. <laughs> but we'll I have a strong, strong feeling, listeners, that Jason is going to win. And I know a lot of Dang. people that are listening is going to be like, "Yeah, I'm voting for Jason." <laughs> I, know I know for a fact. <laughs> And if any of the family votes for Jason, I'm telling you right now. Well, first oh, yeah. of all, when when the, Chris, because you'll announce the winner, won't you, next week? Yep. Yes, and I won't be on because I'll be on vacation. I have oh, you know shit. if I notice. Well, it's okay. No, that's fine. Because if you, if any of the people I'm with on the beach vote for like the opposite of what I need them to vote for, we're gonna have some serious issues. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm just gonna be. You're going to attack them. Exactly. And feed them to sharks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jesse. Well, that is this week's uh, Summer Slasher Showdown. And I guess it's time to go to the news. The news. I met him 15 years ago. I I was told there was nothing left. Did you really put her river in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her river in the mailbox. Blackest diet. All right, Jesse, welcome to the news, son, where we talk about the latest news, the hottest news, the goriest news. I'm glad to be news. here. On I am too. News. I really am. Um, Slash and Cast Podcast Network news here. We have three new shows added to the network, people. We do. And yes, did you not no, see I that? Meant, no, I meant like we do, as in I, I know that we do. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, Jesse, like, like you don't know. Oh, God. Oh Anyways, God. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the three shows are Bloody Date Night, which uh, the hosts are Liz and Josh. They've been doing this for about five years now. It's uh, I love their show. Actually, just a little hidden little topic here. I'm the one that listened to them and sent them to Riley. And I was like, Riley, check these bitches out. These guys rock. And he was like, 
They do. I'll contact them. So that's that's what happened. Hot nice. take here. Uh, you guys are welcome. I am. You know, I'm here. I'm gonna be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to shout out to Chris, just you know. Yeah, just uh, send me. <laughs> just make some posts and tweets and be like, oh "Thank you, gosh. Kirby, for everything that you do in this world." And I'll be like, "You know what can I say?" <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. Who's Anyways, the next one? The next show is Slasher Cast. Don't get it confused with Slashing Cast because this is Slasher Cast. And the reason why it's called Slasher Cast is because uh, one of the hosts is named Slasher. <laughs> nah. So uh, his name is Slasher and his co host is Tyler. Every Friday they do a new episode. They talk all things horror. I know they're doing a Friday the 13th breakdown over the films right now. Uh, so that's been really interesting. And uh, they seem like some great guys. And I actually think they're from the UK, which is pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yes. I love English accents. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell them. I'll be like, my co-host loves your accent. And they're please be do. Because like, they, um, they, like, completely, like, they do. They, like, I love They're going to be so vain about it, though. They're going to be like, <laughs> I know, I'm great. great accents. Oh, like, wait, that's huh, not how they sound. Great, <laughs> do oh they say God. mate? No, that's Australian, I'm pretty sure. Australian? Yeah, huh. I think Aust- well, Australians say mate. Well, then they know. just say, I'm great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways, anyways who's the next one? Today, uh, another show got announced, which I haven't got the chance to listen to yet, but it's called The Lane Shift, where things get... Shifty. Freaky and geeky is what it says. Okay. Uh, which is pretty damn cool. Uh, let's in see with the here. rest of us. Uh, let's see. I guess the guy's name is Lane. He breaks down topics that he's interested in within the horror community, whether it's comics, horror, gaming, and much more. So I can't wait. Tomorrow, actually, I'm going to be listening to some of their episodes. Fabulous. Just so I can get familiar with them. But yeah, that also, you know, I had, I knew of one show being added, but uh, would the be other really two. would be cool if you could get like one of the newer shows on next week. No, str- I'll, I'll no anxiety with that. I just, you know, <laughs> I just throw I'll that out. Shot. I'll message him. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I have planned next week because right. I've been so focused on life in general. I've been kind of just like not planning ahead. Um, no, it's okay. Me either. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll get ahead of the game here soon yeah. once we get back. But uh, those are the shows, Jesse. Uh, and I heard you had some news before I go over some extra I news. Do. What are some news for you? I do. For anybody who loves Ryan Murphy, because Ryan Murphy is amazing, and he's the creator of uh, American Horror Story, as you all know, a new series is coming out. I don't know when. Oh, September 18th of this year. It is called Ratchet. It's a psychological horror drama uh, based off of the 1962 novel and movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It stars Sarah Paulson. And it is about Nurse Ratched. And if who doesn't, people don't know who that is. Nurse Mildred Ratched played in, she's from the film, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, so, and I watched the trailer to it. I will find a link to put it on the Facebook uh, so everybody can watch it because it is intense and it looks crazy good. Damn, I'm, I'm going so to have to 
Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that because I did not know. You didn't share it on the page, Jesse. I know. That's why I said I just said I'm going to upload it. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) sorry. I didn't hear that part. I wanted to be a a surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, Sarah Paulson is amazing. Uh, Ryan Murphy, you know it's going to be good if Ryan Murphy makes. Everything he touches is gold. So, um. Well, not and, always. No, always. There's not one uh, show. What name a show? Did he do all seasons of American Horror Story? Yes, he's the creator of American Horror Story. Okay, well, let me just Brad tell you, Pal- I hated. Palchick. I hated season three. He created, but aside from horror, he doesn't. He just create horror. He uh, there's a series on Netflix called The Politician that he's created. He did a feud. The series that a few, it was on FX. He's done Glee. He was the creator of Glee along with Brad Falchuk. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So everything literally that he touches, I mean, it's just gold. I mean, I'm sorry. It just oh, it's so good. I, I can watch anything that he creates, but he loves the horror genre. Is his like home so um like i said this looks real freaky it's going to be on netflix and i don't know what it's rated of course but let me just say it looks very um it just looks very serious (laughs) well i cannot wait to check it out jesse that actually looks really interesting i haven't read that book so i may end up putting that in my i think that's your dad wish list ed's like one of his favorite movies actually is one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah it has jack um it has uh, uh jack nicholson in it as the lead character yeah damn why have i not heard of this i don't know i feel like i've heard of the name yeah i don't remember i can't get the picture in my head for some reason i'm fucking insane i guess um (laughs) talks amongst yourselves tell us the next news while i get the string out of my pug's mouth oh my fucking god okay (laughs) all right well guys uh we actually have a new stephen king novel coming out and it's pretty exciting it's actually called later and it's a hard case crime novel, which uh, Stephen King has been doing that pretty recently. Uh, actually, very recently. He's been doing that for a little bit right now. Um, but it seems it- interesting. The tagline says, sometimes growing up means facing your demons, which should strike a nerve with constant readers, particularly given that the synopsis synopsis references it. Perhaps there's a connection. Okay, that's from the article. Let me find the actual fucking synopsis for the book because that is not what it says. Let's I'm see. Disappointed. Already disappointed? Yeah. Okay, here it is. The son of a struggling <laughs> single mother, Jamie Conklin, just wants an ordinary childhood, but Jamie is no ordinary child. Born with an unnatural ability, his mom urges him to keep secret. Jamie can see what no one else can see and learn what no one else can learn. But the cost of using this ability is higher than Jamie can imagine. As he discovers when an NYPD detective draws him into the pursuit of a killer who has threatened to strike from beyond the grave. So, um, it seems pretty interesting. Uh, and people are like the, the synopsis and everything references it to it which kind of worries me because I'm tired of people being like, ah, Stephen King's next book is just as powerful as it. And I'm like, stop that right now. There's no such thing as that. Quit trying to put it on that level. Like I love Stephen King books. I uh, loved if it bleeds his newest novel, but I don't, I don't think. Is that the one with the cat on the cover? 
Yeah, it has a cat and a rat as a nose. Okay, because see, I love Stephen King and I love his films, but I don't have the desire to read 800-page books. Sorry. It was only like 450, Oh, only? How, and how many pages is it? Uh, like uh-huh. 1,100, 1,200. Okay, exactly. Girl, I watched, Damn, that I was watched a the fucking movie. Sh- it was a fucking good read, though, I'm telling you. But listen to this fucking news. This isn't Stephen King related, but it has a Stephen King actor in it. Uh, a new movie called The Devil All the Time is coming out to Netflix. It has Bill Skarsgård. Uh, it I has Tom Holland. Spider-Man is in it. Two of one oh, of my he's not Spider-Man my anymore. Favorite. Yeah, that's fucking false. Get out of here. <laughs> no, really, they have a new one now. No, Tom yes, Holland no, is Spider-Man. I, I sent it to you. No, hold on. You're dumb. Continue. Get out of here. I do yeah. not want you to even send me anything like that. Not, well, it's on IMDb, so it has to be factual. Hold on a no, second. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. But Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård. Um, let's see. Jason Clark, Riley Kioff, I believe is how you say it. Robert Pattison and Mia Wasikowska. Can I apologize for these names? But, uh, shit ton, a really good cast. I mean, you have the dad from Pet Cemetery, the remake. You have Robert Pattison. Uh, you have Tom Holland. Shit, son. You have Bill fucking Skarsgård, one of the best actors I've ever seen. Uh, Let's see when this comes out. I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm very interested to see it. I don't know if they have a trailer released already or not, but it actually comes out September 16th. So it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be really good. That'll be really good. Did you send me something, Jesse? Nope, nope, nope. Ne- never mind. Never mind. It was fan made. It was a fan film that's coming out called The Spider Man 2. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got, well, I oh seen it God. on the news thing, like the updated news things they come out with. And I forgot I have it on there to where I can see also like fan made films. And that's what it was. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, Jesse. But uh, let me see if I have any more news here. I don't believe so. I believe that was the most. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do have one more piece of news the before we continue. Listeners are at this point are like, oh, God. <laughs> like, God, quit talking about the news. No, here we go. This is actually a big piece of news that is very important for you all to know. Uh, John, Car- John Carpenter is actually receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award, and he'll be delivering a master class and deliver a masterclass at the virtual edition of Fantasia. Fantasia. So that is awesome. John Carpenter totally deserves that award. John Carpenter and deserves every bit of everything for everything. Yeah. So. Yes, I completely agree. John Carpenter is a legend. Uh, for those, if you do not know who John Carpenter is, why are you listening to us? Like, what the hell? Like... Uh, do your research. I'm just is, No, it's fine. We don't want to lose. John it. Carpenter <laughs> you don't know made he is, Halloween, fine. The Fog, The Thing, They Live, In the Mouse of Madness. He did Christine. He did so many good movies. Uh, Escape from New York. I mean, he's done so yeah, many. Everything. Honestly, if you anything he's ever touched is another one of the. He's another one of those people that everything he touches is gold. So, um, you're like, yeah. Uh, 
what has John Carpenter made? And you're like, uh, basically every, every really good movie good from the eighties. He just he's one of them. Like he's right. He's like in the category of Ryan Murphy. He's just one of them gems that can is just so artistically inclined that every literally everything he touches in whatever he does in whatever film he makes or TV show or whatever is just gold. It's something that you can oh, watch. Constantly. Yes, I totally so. agree. So shall we? Tell everyone. I think we're going to go to the main topic. Okay, I was going to say, are you wanting to tell everybody what we're doing today? Because I'm excited. Do you want me to tell them or do you want I'll to share them. it? Okay. I will. <laughs> so we are going to go over, this is an interesting one. We're going to go over our top five final girls. Now, if anybody doesn't know what a final girl is, Chris, explain what a final girl is. The final girl is basically the trope. Like when you watch a horror movie, the final girl is most likely going to be in the those movies, especially in slashers. You'll see your final girls. Like, let me go ahead and discuss some final girls. You have Lori Strode, Nancy Thompson, Jenny, Ellie, Ellen Ripley. I mean, and Sydney Prescott, Sally, Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You have so many different uh, final girls in these films. Exactly. And. They're very important. The trope is really just, I mean, as clear as and, day. They're and the mainly, thing is, there's not very many rules. I think the goal is that they're the one that you kind of root for. And in the 80s specifically, the final girl was a very modest, very um, educated, very um, uh, put together person. It wasn't the hoe. It wasn't the jock. It wasn't. Um, and I noticed a lot of them in the in the um in the eighties were not of color or a different ethnicity. So mainly they were white. Um, so it's, uh, you know, they were kind of put into that category and it's very easy watching them. Now you can kind of pay, figure out who is the, fi- who's going to be the final girl and who might not be, but see, I feel like they've movies like that have evolved now. So I feel like it's so much different now than it, I don't is. I don't think the rules are the same as it was then. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, especially when Scream came out, Sydney Prescott basically uh, evolved the final exactly. girl trope. Uh, you she know, your final it, yes. girls in the 80s were your innocent girls. Uh, they didn't have sex. They yeah. didn't get yeah. into any trouble. They Other were than Lori Strode, she did smoke weed in the car. Uh, you're not know, supposed but... to do drugs, but, you know, she fucking exactly. did. I don't know if anyone really pays attention to that, but she did. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you know, that's yeah, what, gonna, that's what a final girl is. And we're going to go yeah. over our favorite, uh, top fives and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about each one of them. Um, so who do, who should go first? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? It's totally up to you. You want me to go first? Whatever you want to do. Yeah, you go All first. Right, go, Let's I'll hear go it. first. Okay. So my, we'll start from number five and we'll work our way up to number one spot. So okay. I ranked mine based on, my lackability of them. So, um, number five is probably my least, it's not my least favorite. I love them all, but this is how I would rate them. So my number five is Chris from Friday the 13th, part three. Um, interesting. I loved her as the final girl in that film. If anyone has not seen that film, it is one of my favorites. It also should be yours. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh my it's gosh. the 3D one. Hello. But no, um, that she was very good in that film. I really enjoyed every sequence that she had in the film. She was the stereotypical final girl, as we just explained. Um, she kind of yeah. had a crush. She really didn't care to go. She was very educated. She was very like 
alert the entire time. Unfortunately, she does lose her fucking mind at the end, but that's fine. Um, and she's still living. Um, she was never featured in any of the other sequels, of course. She is mentioned in the following sequel in part four, of course, um, because if nobody knew this, Friday the 13th between one and four takes place over the course of just one week. Now, a lot of people yep. don't know that, but that's the case. So anyways, yeah, Chris was my uh, number five. Well, as interesting as that is, uh, it's crazy because in part two, like as it does take a week, um, if you noticed in part three, when Chris is talking about someone going after her in the woods, like a year or a few months before, Mm-hmm. You see Jason wearing the part three outfit, but clearly he should be wearing the part two outfit. Right. Because if and it that's was that one long of them, ago. Uh, goofs on it, obviously. I mean, you know, because you know, that's something they didn't catch. And that's what I don't get. You know, I love it, though. <laughs> you can tell, you know, these movies were made a year apart from one another. So it's kind of and it's all set in the same year, which is 1980. What is it? Is it? 1984, I think. Yes. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's 1984, I believe. But I'm I'm just the point here I'm trying to make is it's just interesting because you think that they would catch this in post-production. But that's honest, obviously just something that you can tell they either one didn't care to fix. They were like, throw that bitch out there. We're going to make some money on a deadline and we're like, throw it in there. You know? Yeah. So what's your number five? Well, my number five is actually Jenny from Friday the 13th Part 2. Okay. I really liked Jenny. I really respect that she used child psychology on Jason. I think that was really unique to kind of save herself. Uh, So, I mean, of course, you know, she did fight back against Jason. But when she goes and puts on his mother's sweater and starts tricking him and confusing him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really powerful because Mm -hmm. not only does it show that, you know, she can fight back physically, but mentally she is just as powerful and can get the upper hand. Oh, absolutely. Jenny uh, was one of the one, I think one of the very few people that actually like got smarter than he was like, Mm -hmm. didn't just use um, runaway hide and capture tactics. He was, she was more like, Ooh, okay. But if you think about it, she also, wasn't she a psychologist or wasn't she like studying to be something like that? I believe. Yeah. Um, I comment on that though. Uh, Amy still, which is the actress who plays Jenny in part two. I don't, have it's not that I don't like her I just am very against what she done I think she should have done part three like they wanted her to to make it kind of go together and that Chris wouldn't have I mean yeah at the same time Chris wouldn't have had a part but at the same time I think people wanted that and instead she chose not to because she thought she was going to make it big and other things and that didn't happen and so here we are I I watched in uh a documentary and I, mm-hmm. from what I re- remember her saying, it seemed like she was working on another role. Yeah. At yeah. that time. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's and not only that, but I think I mean, she chose that other role because she didn't, she knew Jenny was going to die in the next one is what true. I think she said. The only problem I have with that is, is she done exactly what Jamie Lee Curtis done. And there's nothing wrong with that because if uh, people don't know this about the slasher film genre, but there was this big stigma about that. And back then where if you played in a slasher film, you weren't making it as a serious actress in dramas, romance, comedy films. That was mm-hmm. just a fact. And so that is the reason why Jamie Lee Curtis made the jump from one to the other 
other. And so I understand why she done it because she didn't want that stereotype and cast uh, what is it, whatever it's called, um, stereotype of that time. So I get her choices. I just wish for like the fans they could have got that and they didn't get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I th- I I would say now knowing how big of a success it is now, I bet in. More than anything, she probably was like, you know, it would have been nice if I did do that because so many, you know, horror wasn't really as, I mean, it was great back then, but it didn't blow up like it's blown up now. You know, we look at these people like icons, like huge icons. Yeah. And and, uh, I don't think. And 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 you're right. And actors and actresses can do uh, slasher films and horror films now. And it's just as good and big as a regular drama or action film. See, back then it really yep. wasn't. And you can tell that a lot by looking at the box office and people going to see it, things like that. And, you know, um, just the series of it. But that's pretty cool. We both had our top five. Number five was both from the same series. I know. I like that. Are you ready for my number four? Let's hear it, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're ready. Okay. Let's so, do it. My number four, I needed to just throw in here. Um, it is Sydney Prescott from the Scream series. Number four? Yep. 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 Here is. I just, go ahead. I just freaked out. I, I had know. a heart attack. Well, here's the thing. Sydney Prescott really, I Scream was the, the movie that really set horror into, sent horror into the 21st century. So, um. I think she did great. I love her as the final girl. She fought back. She was good. They did. I mean, when it came to the casting wise, I could not have pictured her as anything else. She wasn't perfect. She wasn't, you know, imperfect either. She had her flaws, things like that. I think she was the epitome of what a final girl is, should is now modernly. Um, you know, she kind of like took that final girl thing and threw it into the 21st century. And that's kind of like what I feel like, horror movies and slasher films base their shit off of now. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree. Um, I would not think, I do not think anyone could have pulled it off better than Nev Campbell. But, um, you know, with the new Scream film coming out and stuff, and I heard that she's supposed to be a part of it. That's Yep, we anything? have the the other two yeah. confirmed, so we're just waiting on Wait yeah. on Nev. So, I mean, hopefully in this one she dies because it is time because every final girl has to die has to die. They have to die. I think I already know how the ending's going to be in Halloween kills and ends. I feel like I already have an estimate on that. We'll get to that later on next year. But um, yeah, so Sydney Prescott's my number four. Beautiful. You're welcome. Well, Jesse, you're going to hate my number four and it kind of makes me sad. Okay. Making her my number four. Okay. But I... It's Lori Strode. I knew it. I knew it was piece of shit. <laughs> I know. It, I, I was thinking about this all day. And I was like, God, I cannot believe I have. Because Halloween is my second favorite horror film of all time. So, God. He, and that is saying something with her being I'm gonna number four. Myself. I can't believe that's number four. Like, I can't even think of who your top three would be. Oh, well, I, I have a feeling which one it is. Okay, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if you have one of them. I feel like I do. I feel like. I don't know. I don't know about that. But, uh, I, you know, a lot of people put Lori Strode as their mm-hmm. number one. And, uh, you know, at first I was like, yeah, Lori Strode is my number one. But uh, compared to the other final girls that I'm going to name, uh, you know, she, I mean, she's not as much of a fighter. She did fight back at the end. You know, she. Hooked him in the neck with the... Yeah, it seemed like she was more caught by surprise and, like, she looked more... 
frightened and like in yep. shock more than like, oh, I know what's going on. She looked more like, oh, fuck, I got to hide. Like, you know, somebody's like, which actually I mean, after who me. can blame her in all honesty? Like, right. I, you know, if right. it was me, fuck that. I would be doing the same as her. Right. I'd be getting the fuck out of there. I wouldn't fight back. Right. But. And of course, we're going to go based. I'm going based off the new timeline. I'm not going to go based off the old timeline. So jump from, you know, that film to the Halloween 2000, Halloween 18. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fairly sad, but I love the way they done it. I love how they done it. The mental, they went the mental illness route and what showing yeah. exactly what that happened, happened. That hasn't been done. Nobody's done that in any sequels with a final girl like that. So um, I'm really. Oh, yeah. Halloween 2018, the writing done with that. Oh, yeah. PTSD element. Yeah. uh, Really intrigued me. It Mm -hmm. just that was probably my favorite part. Seeing her struggle as sad as it was. It broke my heart. But the thing is, I just watched a film with her in it called Knives Out and she looked damn good. She looked like Mammal Sharon. I swear to God, my, my dad's mom, she swear <laughs> her hairstyle and everything in that movie she done. But let me just tell you, they, she filmed that one and she filmed it right back to back with another film that she was doing. But the, when the, the way they made her look in Halloween 18, she looked older in that film and dr- more drugged or not drugged out, but dragged out rather than mm-hmm. in Knives Out, which came out yeah, just last she year. She looked just tired, you know, oh God, beaten looked, down. Yeah, definitely like 10 years older than what she actually is. So yeah, I can't, I just, I'm, I'm very shocked by you, but I think when I tell you my number four, I don't think you're going to be as, I think you're going to be like, wait, I already told you my number four, (laughs) my number three. (laughs) Um, I don't think you're going to be as surprised. I think you're going to figure I would have her on my list. um, Oh God. I know. Let's hear it. (laughs) Okay. So my number three is Nancy Thompson from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, part one and part three. Interesting. You want to know why? Why? That's my number three, too. (laughs) Uh Really? Okay. Cool. Okay. So here's why she's my number three. Nancy Thompson, I loved. I loved. Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the, was probably, is the first horror movie I've ever, I can actually remember watching. And I watched it on VHS when I was little. And uh, Nancy Thompson is the epitome of a final girl. I think she is like... I think she done very well with what they they gave her in that film. Um, she fought back. She didn't give a shit. She tried to tell everybody what the hell was going on, and nobody oh, yeah. wanted to listen. And you know, and in the end, uh, she did make an appearance in part three because they went a different route and in part two, of course. And I'm sure she would have been in part two, but she did part three. Um, and she was actually took what she, what, you know, what had had happened in part three and she became, you know, a psychiatrist that, you know, held people with dreams, things, things like that. And number three, of course, you know, she did die in that film. However, she did get to come back in the last film, the new nightmare, um, which actually was part of like the, uh, the real life character, Heather Langenkamp. And that, I love that one too, that she was in. Yeah. That one was really, really um, good. Yeah. I I don't really have anything negative to say about her at all. I think she was great. And I love the fight scene in number one. I think that's one of the best fight scenes. She straight up Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Like I swear to God, (laughs) like home alone, fucking Freddie to death. Like I swear, like she had 10 minutes to, Set up the house and fall asleep, and she did it. Like I don't and, know yeah. how the fuck. Like she I, set up booby traps all across uh, yeah. the house. I would have had, had been time to for drink a some coffee. <laughs> yeah, she fucking booby trapped <laughs> the whole house. It. Yeah, yeah. Drank a fucking whatever. <laughs> said goodnight to her mom. 
went to bed and had did that all in 10 minutes. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, that just blows my fucking mind. Exactly. Okay. So, so you, is that, is that why you chose her for your number three? Yeah. I mean, all of these final girls I love, like yeah, these could I don't be Mitch have... Mack. Like they could be switched around. There's really the more not you a think final about girl it. that I don't necessarily like. Like I can't yeah. think of really one that just thought to myself, oh, I hope you die. So now that my number two. Well, Sydney, you hope she dies in well, Scream 5 because you're she's demented been in four shit. fucking films. I mean, my not just her though, not just her. Dewey, um, Gail. I mean, shit. Kill Fuck, one. Jamie I mean, Lee Curtis was in four. Them. She's been in five. Who? Jamie Lee. Mind your business. She was in one, <laughs> two, two, H2O, yeah. Resurrection, but we don't count 2018. Those, so technically, and she's only been in two. <laughs> oh, that, that's how we do it here. <laughs> we don't go by that timeline, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that, that's totally different continuity. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so my number two is going to be interesting because I don't think you're going to think of her as a final girl, but I do. And you already know who it's going to be. Who? Uh, okay, maybe you Tina. don't. Yeah. So my number <laughs> yeah. two is Tina from Halloween Five, which is She's not as no everyone fucking... knows, she is my favorite. That is my favorite horror film. Suck my ass if you don't like it. So she is not a final yes, girl. She is. Uh, yes, she is. Okay. Here is why. Here is why. Okay. She is a final girl because Rachel gets killed off. 15 minutes into the, that film, okay? Okay. Now, that surprised a lot of people watching this movie because that's originally she was supposed to be the final girl in that film. Well, I don't really know the details on what happened with that, but they ended up killing her off at 15 minutes, something like that, into the film. Actually, I think it was more like 23 minutes. But anyway, so that placed Tina as the lead in this film, because if you weren't watching Jamie's character, and Jamie is considered a final girl also, so I'm not discounting her. I'm just saying that if I'm watching this as a whole and we're not looking at the kid thinking, oh, that's the final girl because she's a child at yeah. the time, I'm going by final girl as in, you know, adult-wise. Um, I, get it, I, I do consider it Tina because if you're not watching Jamie, you're watching Tina. If you're not watching Tina, you're watching the killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, in this film, I think she is considered the final girl, but I think in a way she passes the torch off to Jamie. I know that kind of contradicts what I just said earlier, but like, because she saves her and dies in the process and then there is no final girl. Like there isn't, there's just Jamie and Jamie's a child who's like eight years old. So if you want to call her the final girl of that film, you can, but I don't because she's a kid. I mean, you know, when you think final girl, you think teenager, which is what, the characters are supposed to be portraying. I mean, Rachel and Tina are only supposed to be like 19, 18, 19 years old in this film. So, you know, after she dies, there is nobody else. There's literally Loomis and Jamie. That's it. That's true. all there is. And the, true, and the police officers. So that's who I consider her one. And I was going to mention her anyways, because hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Wendy bitch, Kaplan, you Tina. my bitch hoe. Like I oh love my her. God. Okay, so what is, you're number two. Let me guess. Well, you're not going to guess this one. I think I'm going to. Okay, it's Mia from the Evil Dead remake. I literally was going to just say that. No, you weren't. No, you I wasn't. I actually was going to say the girl character from It. See, well, that is something that sh I struggled with because I was sitting there <laughs> thinking I was going to have Bev as my number one. I was going to have Beverly Marsh as number one. But she's tech. 
she is technically the final She's the girl. only girl. Yeah, but she is with the Losers Club, so she's not really alone. So I couldn't really add her. I was talking to China about this, and I meant to message the boys in the podcast network about it, but I just haven't had time. But, uh, yeah, I was just sitting there thinking. I was just like, if all right, I won't put Beverly as the final girl. So I was sitting there thinking, well, I, I have two more choices I could use. And it was Mia from evil dead, the remake. Okay. Uh, she, and you haven't seen the remake. Have you? No. Well, let me just tell you, uh, she has, goes through a hard fucking time. Like, I mean, gets fucking possessed. She fucking dies and comes back to life and fucking kicks evil's ass and fucking loses an arm in the process. She is, a badass final girl. She goes in very lost. She was hooked on drugs and uh, she just went, had a very hard time. So, and then she got possessed and then she got possessed by evil. She caught, she was the final girl and the bad guy at the same time in one movie, you know, and uh, you don't see that a lot. So, I had to add her on here. I think she is by far one of the most powerful final girls ever. Stronger than Laurie Strode, which blows my mind. I can't believe I said that. Uh, stronger than Nancy. She's just one of the best. So Well, that's fine. You're like, well then, fine. Right. Well, this but really doesn't affect my number one. So we need to do a bonus episode. I want to do a live commentary of you watching that movie. Which one? Evil Dead? The Evil Dead remake. I want us to sit down together and actually watch it and do a commentary of it. Yeah, I'd totally be okay with that. Okay. Um, It's planned. Well, let's go with my number one. And we've already, you've already mentioned her. And my number one is of course, Lori Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm. because she is the one that put slasher films on the map. That's it's there's she no, is. There, it's I a will fact. say that. Yeah, it's a fact. Um, she, I don't know what it was. I, nobody really does because the budget was same as everything else's. Um, the release was same as everything else's. I don't know what it was. Um, but she did. That was her first major picture that was at successful, you know, of course, but before that she did a TV series, but, We'll get that's another story. So I just think that she is the kind of like the just the showcase of what a final girl is in the sense of the beginning years. She kind of yeah. gave you the starting point, and then it kind of came in with Nancy Thompson, and then Sally, and then Jenny, and then Kristen from Not Around Elm Street, the later ones, to Tina. Well, that's my opinion. And then you go into the 90s, and then you have Neve Campbell in the early 2000s with, um, who? I don't know. Oh, well, Neve Campbell. <laughs> and then you I was like, the, wait, what? Because really, if you think about it, I mean, that's an, another story, another topic for another day, of course. Movie, slasher films in the thousands because they were interesting, sure enough. Um, all I can think of when I said that was Paris Hilton getting that thing thrown through her eyeball. <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, I think she was the starting point to what slasher films um became she was the starting and we are here presently so i think you know i think 
without her, I'm sure it would have happened at some point, but maybe not the way we would have liked it. So I think without her, um, we don't know what would have happened. Maybe slashers would have even been really as big as what, you know, they are now. I don't know because that kind of, she's really the reason why we're even discussing them. So that's why. Oh yeah. I totally agree with you. Lori Strode, uh, you know, like I said, she is idolized as the final girl. And uh, a lot of these final girls are very respected, but she is the one. Halloween is the movie that put slashers on the map. I mean, I know you had Black Christmas beforehand. Well, and but I mean, technically, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, it is a slasher. And, but it seemed like once they released Halloween, it seemed every slasher in that early, late 70s, early 80s really was copying from Halloween. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you kind of, and so that's where the trend started. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely. It perfected the formula yeah, for sure. You. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good way to put it. So what's your number one? I can't believe you I don't really know. really want to know what my number one is? Oh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Is it Alice? Sydney. Oh, is it really? Sydney Prescott is my number one. <sighs> yes. Okay. I love Sydney Prescott. Hey, uh, Did you notice what? something here? What? Both of our number ones is opposite of our number fours. That is true. Yeah. That is very hilarious true. Because Priscilla was my <laughs> number four and Lori was your number four. Well, that just shows how polar opposites our taste is. <laughs> literally. Literally. Mine's the better half, but. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> okay, go on. I'm, I'm sorry. But Sydney, I don't. Something that about her character just intrigues me. I think her character is just by far one of the most interesting Mm storylines of all time. And the fact that her killer is literally the boyfriend that, because she breaks the rules of the final Mm -hmm. girl and still comes out on top. That's true. I never thought of it that way, but that's very uh, good. Yeah, she does. You're right. She has sex with the The killer, killer. which, uh, just blows my mind. But what if like that? What if there's two twist. killers instead of just one, though? What do you mean plot hole? Or what is that hole? What is that? Um, what is that called when there's a whole uh, plot twist? No. Wait, what are you talking about? Though like, the rule is you're not supposed to sleep with anyone or you'll die. But what if you sleep with the killer, and there's another killer? Well, it clearly showed that there was two killers and she slept with the killer and still made it out on top. Right. Yeah, that's definitely true. So wherever you were going with this. I don't know. (laughs) I I really don't know. I I thought I had something going. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'll just think uh, offhand. Sydney, especially going through four movies, you see just how much struggle. Mm -hmm. Like she struggled a lot and she overcame it all. Each time she eventually overcame it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that so much. Uh, I love her. She broke the rules and she came out on top. Yeah. And, and I, think Wes Craven, uh, I love that. I think Wes Craven did a very good service to, I think he revamped his career is what I think he done because he had oh, such yeah. success with Nightmare on Elm Street and Nancy Thompson and Kirsten, um, which are the two my main final girls in those series. I think that he did a fantastic job with that. And I think there was a couple of years there where I genuinely thought maybe he thought, mm, okay, how can I revamp this into a modern spin and take a modern spin on it and change yeah. the rules a bit. And he did that. And so, you know, really Neve Campbell, which is the actress who plays Sydney, you know, they, like I said earlier, they 
really pushed what slashers are and final girls are and what the characters are into the 21st century. So. Yeah, I totally agree. And like you said, how he revamped his career to the next mm-hmm. like yeah. generation, he did that with the horror genre as well. Is I mean, that, he yeah, literally, because horror and slashers in particular were not really succeeding. They were dying out. So they this were. They were movie really pushed it back on to the And that's the true. That's true. And that was in the mid 90s when it happened, because by the early late, by the early 90s, you're right. Slashers were dying out because sequels had been made. They quit with Friday the 13th. They stopped with Friday. The, I'm sorry. Not on Elm Street. Halloween. Hadn't seen a remake. Didn't see a remake until 19, what, 96? I think it was. I believe. A- after 89. The- they did, yeah, I believe yeah. Halloween 6 came yeah, out 90, in 96. 96 or something like that. So, yeah. you know, at that point, you know, there really wasn't. Everybody was more into erotic thrillers, things like that. Um, and the remakes that were made were trash. Sorry, they were. <laughs> um, and you know which one I'm talking about, The Last Jason. Um, but, you know, mm, no names. No. Oh, wait, no, I just mentioned no, no, the name. No, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> You're completely wrong. Uh, that is a good remake. No, it's not. It is. Friday the 13th remake is good. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're confused with what I just said. I said Friday the 13th, Jason goes to hell. Oh, yeah. Jason Goes to Hell is fucking trash. Like you Sorry watched about that. that. I was going to say, you yourself said that that movie was That's trash. That's my favorite movie. I, <laughs> you were like, I love that movie. I love that movie. But no, I, I, I totally agree with everything that you said. And yeah. I'm glad. You, what's funny is both of our number ones are respectively the best final girls, I truly believe, even though you had Sydney as your number four, because Laurie Strode put horror on the and slasher on the market, and then as it was dying, Sydney Prescott did the same thing. Right. I mean, right. if you really think about it, they both did the exact same thing. Uh, you know, Laurie, of course, in Halloween started it all. But as it was dying out, Sydney put it back up in the top. So, yeah, you are. That's all I got to say with that, damn it. That's all I have to say, too. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we're good with that. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's our uh, top five final girls. Uh, You know, if you guys want to let us know who your top five is, I would love to know. Like, post it or tag us, message us, let us know what your top five final girls are and i'd love to see them i really would i think it's interesting narrowing it down to see what people choose like based because i mean it all is subjective you know you're each person feels a certain way about a character so uh it's really interesting just to see how everyone chooses everyone but uh let me go ahead and say that we're part of the slash and cast podcast network and uh not only our show, but you can watch a lot of different shows, especially the ones that I talked about, Slasher Cast, uh, Lane Shift, The Lane Shift, Bloody uh, Bloody Date Night, Make Every Death Count, We Came From Beneath the Sea, Dead in Santa Carla, and A Little Mad Podcast. Jesus Christ, that is hard to say from the top of my head. I'm going to have to write <laughs> down a list because we're going to have, have a lot well. more shows added. I mm-hmm. truly believe that. So. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ, it's going to be hard to say that, but all these different shows you can watch and they all have great content. Check them out. 
And uh, where can people reach us if they have any questions, Jesse? You guys can reach us on Facebook at the Silver Scream Screen Show if you'd like, or on Wait, Twitter. what did you say? The Silver Screen Scream Show. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure you said our fucking name right. <laughs> you can reach us on there if you'd like. We post vi- um post videos, shit. We post episodes every Friday. Unfortunately, next week I won't be here, so Chris is on his own. Oh. Anyways, um, but if you if not, you can always reach us on Twitter or um you can email us, Chris. Give us those. You can email us at the silver screen scream show at gmail.com or you can tweet at us. At Scream Show Pod. And uh, let me see here. I was getting ready to say, leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting yeah. app, such as Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you, you listen reach, to your podcasts. Yeah, leave us a five-star review on Facebook. I know they do ratings and everything. Yeah, All of that helps us out tremendously. I, it really does. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts, please do, because the podcast market is heavy on Apple podcasts. Even if you don't have an iPhone, you can get on the computer, make an account and leave us a five-star review. I know that takes time, but if you do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. We would. We definitely would. We definitely would. Uh, let me see here. Is there anything we need to say, Jesse, before we end the show? Of I'm- course there is. Whenever, while you all are at work next week and struggling to get it to six o'clock, just remember I will be on the beach. Thanking of all of you. Wow. (laughs) In the meantime, stay scary. Stay scary, motherfuckers.